You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny, and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, just go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. Or you can always join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. I hope by now you have ordered some Housewives Watching Wine. It is my No Filter wine. We have a classic, crisp, lightly fizzy rosé and a new classic, crisp, lightly fizzy white wine and four new designs. Today I've got out Cut Back My Drinking or What? Or What? Inspired by the one and only Erica Jane. We also have one that says, uh, Don't Play With Me, Your Husband's in the Pool. And I'm Gone With the Wine. Fabulous. And I'm Not Going Out Tonight. I'm disengaging. All available at nofilterwine.com. 13% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar, so you will get to imbibe tonight without the gnarly headache tomorrow. Drink responsibly. Must be 21 and over to order. I do have to say that, but enjoy, because you're going to get Liddy City off of these wines. They start shipping out today. Last week was pre-orders, so you will start to get your orders this week. Head over to nofilterwine.com, especially if you want to have some wine in time for our live show next Thursday. Thursday, April 7th at the Bourbon Room. Adam and I will be there with Sheena Shea, Brock Davies, Tom Sandoval, Tom Schwartz, and we are just going to be having a gay old time. We also have Ryan Bailey in the show. We have Jeff Epstein. We have Steve from Faces by Bravo, and we've got Jolene Lunzer all in the show. It's going to be a good one. I just spent three hours on the phone with Adam putting together the run of show, so you know we're putting a lot of thought, energy, and L-O-V-E into this show. Get your tickets at SpillingTeaLive.com for Nashville or New York, or if you want to live stream one or all three shows, you can also get live stream tickets now at SpillingTea.com. SpillingTeaLive.com. Sorry, SpillingTeaLive.com. Okay, today we are getting into it. The Will Smith, the Chris Rock, the Jada Pinkett Smith. We are going to talk about all of it, the housewives' reactions, the history between the Smiths and Chris Rock. And of course, I'm going to have a lot of unpopular opinions. And the only person that can actually come on this podcast and help me spit out these unpopular opinions is the king of unpopular, the podcast. Please welcome back on Hashtag No Filter, Jacques Peterson. Hey, Zach. Thanks for having me back. Also, congrats on the live show when you were just like spitting out that lineup. I'm like, this is a Bravo con. Like, this is fucking amazing. (laughs) It feels like a mini Bravo con. I feel like we always like collab with each other on the podcasts and the YouTubes and the stuff. And I was like, you know what? Let's just like take people in real life. Let's get off the fucking couch. Let's get out the fucking door. Let's get in person. Let's hug each other. Let's lick each other. Let's, you know, meet up in the bathroom stall. What the fuck ever? Let's have some fun. This beat is stick. I want beat is sick. I want to take a ride on your disco stick. Well, I want you to get some like Vanderpump Rules tea because you obviously have like a whole Pump Rules lineup coming, and I think we're all interested in the next season now with everything going on. So that's going to be like pretty juicy. I know. I can't wait. There's so much going on in Vanderpump Rules land. The fact that they're not filming right now is insane to me. Soon. I mean, it's it. Katie and Katie and Tom's. Like, whole divorce thing. Now I'm kind of like, okay, because I stopped watching Vanderpump Rules this recent season. Now I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to have to go back. I just, 
I need these OGs back. I need the OGs back. If they do not bring them back with this season with like Lala going through it and Katie and Tom going through it, like they need their real core friends. I want Jax. I want Stasi. I want Kristen. Like I want all of them, even if it's like as a, a supporting role, I need them back. I think they would bring, I think they could bring back like Brittany and Stasi with the supporting, with the cameo from Jax if he's willing to do it. And then, you know, maybe like a supporting role with Kristen. Like, I think that could be great. And get Brittany the fuck rid of always, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie's so overrated. Brittany was always actually very popular, I feel like, like, cause she's so nice and a lot of people really did love her. And then I feel like kind of, Maybe her last season, just because a lot of viewers hated Jack so much, then they hated Britney by default. But it was weird to get rid of Britney because I feel like, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, don't I know think they, they fired Jax and Britney quit as a result of them letting Jax go. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. a ride or die woman there. I mean, are you shocked? Britney is ride or die. I love it. I love Jackson Britney. I've always loved Brittany's, them. I'm not a Jackson Britney hater at all. Britney is envisioning they go back to Kentucky and like live life together off television. Jax wants to be on TV and Britney's like, uh-uh, I want to go to Kentucky and make the, milk the cows. <laughs> well, I mean, they could revive their, did they have a Kentucky reality show? Can't they revive that for Peacock? They're trying to revive that for Peacock. Um, I'm sure they are. <laughs> I think they're trying to revive it, but as like a renovation type of show. That would be cute. So is it just them doing like like modern farmhouse renos yeah. in Kentucky? <laughs> exactly. Um, which sounds like a lot of fun. I can't wait to watch it. Um, love, love, love. Love, love, love. Haters are going to hate, 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 but I'm just going <laughs> to love, love, love. Um, okay, shall we dive into all of the Will Smith, Chris Rock, Jada Pinkett Smith drama? Yes. Look, you and I were texting furiously about this. Okay. I just want to say a couple of things before we even get okay. into it. So you and I were messaging a lot at the time because the reaction on social media was very, very pro Will Smith making every single excuse for him. I feel like in the days since, I think the mainstream media types like The View and a lot of other like podcasters, yeah. like, you know, TV presenters, I feel like they've, they've condemned Will Smith. Uh, but I still feel like if you go on social media, a lot of people are still making excuses for, for Will Smith. Like it's, you know, like it's justified. Um, I don't, there's so much to this because I've actually, I've been thinking about this a lot more than I really thought I would. And, you know, I, I think my biggest issue, honestly, overall with all of it is not even with Will Smith himself. It's that the fucking Academy didn't throw him out after he punched someone on stage. Like, Whatever, he slapped Chris Rock, assault's wrong, we'll get into that. But the fact that the Academy just let him get up there, punch, slap, whatever you want to call it, Chris Rock, go back to his chair, start screaming, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. And then the show continued to go on like nothing happened. And then he came up on stage, gave this really long speech, crying, completely unhinged. You know, you go from laughing to punching someone to crying to... Um, that was the most mind boggling to me. Yeah. How could the Academy not do anything when that happened? How can you just sit by? It's crazy. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay. So let's get into it. Let's start at the top, the actual joke itself. So Chris Rock is a presenter, not the host, but a presenter. Cause it was hosted by what Regina, Wanda and Amy Schumer. Um, and so Chris Rock is coming out to present. What was it? Best documentary. 
I have no idea. I think I it was like, watch it except for yeah, the, nobody the... cares except for the punch or the slap, <laughs> yeah. the slap heard around the world. Um, so the joke was Jada can't wait to see you in GI Jane too. And what are your thoughts of the joke itself? Um, I didn't think it was that funny, but I didn't think it was that offensive either. I mean, the way that people are trying to, okay, wait, you mentioned this to me and it's true. They've will and Jada, They've not come out and said the alopecia thing. No, That's we'll just get into that. Social- yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we were going to dive deep all into all of that, but just so, the, the well, joke itself. It. The, the yeah. joke, I don't know. I, it wasn't that fun. I don't think the Oscars jokes are funny anyway. None of them are funny to me. So I thought it was, it was stupid. Whatever. I thought it was stupid. I thought the only funny host that they've ever had was Ricky Gervais. Um, yeah. And he, the jokes that he made were far worse Far darker than any alopecia bullshit type of joke that some comedian's going to come up and spit out there. I thought the joke was dumb and I rolled my eyes at it because I thought it was just so on the nose. It was so um, unoriginal. Like I was just kind of like, oh, whatever. Well, someone said that they don't think that the script writers even put that in, that maybe he was just riffing I off think the top that, of his head. I got the, I got the impression that that was like a, um, an improvised riff. Yeah, but it's not that offensive. It's like, no, and he I didn't don't. mention alopecia. It's like, okay, she's there. She's bald. You can do, you know, Demi Moore shaved her head for the first G.I. Jane. Biggest thing that's the most frustrating thing is people like, he's making fun of her medical condition. And it's <laughs> like, he didn't make fun of her medical condition. He made a joke that people tied to her medical condition. Okay, so that's the joke. The reaction. So we see Will Smith. He's ha 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 laughing. We see Jada Pinkett Smith. She's rolling her eyes like, oh, this guy. Okay, so... I, my theory is that her reaction was very deliberate and very intentional. And I think, because here's the thing, at these award shows, Jacques, you're on camera, you see the cameras are in your face. You know, a lot of the times they give you a heads up when the camera's going to be focused on you, if you are going to be referenced in an upcoming joke, if you're going to be getting ready to receive an award, like they give the celebrities heads up all the time. And even if they didn't give you a heads up, you can see the cameras in your face. Um, and the thing is, I think she was probably trying to either visibly show that she was annoyed by Chris Rock or she was trying to create a meme because we know the Oscars has these moments. You have Meryl Streep with her finger pointing at the stage. You have Chrissy Teigen with her cringe face. It's history. And Jada Pinkett Smith is somebody that's been to enough award shows that knows that if you react in a poor way or you react in a funny way, it's going to get some sort of reaction from the audience and now from the internet because that's just the the name of the game at this point. And if you watch Lupita Nyong'o, because later on after, after the slap, when Lupita's sitting right next to Will, you can see in her face she's trying so hard to not have a reaction. She's trying to keep her composure, even though she breaks a little bit, she's trying so hard to keep her composure that I don't believe that Jada Pinkett Smith's eye was like a you know a genuine in the moment reaction i think it was deliberate i think she was trying to create a moment and i think she wanted people to know that she was you know annoyed with chris rock well my thing with jada though she takes herself very very seriously i mean they all they i mean they're the most egotistical family in hollywood if you've ever watched an episode of the red table talk it is literally the most self-indulgent 
thing it's it's beyond like i i before that even became like a big show when it got picked up and it was millions of people watch it now i watched it when it first started i used to send it to my friends laughing at it uh i think she takes herself very very seriously so i could see her actually naturally having that reaction because i don't think she's someone that can laugh at herself no i i don't think it was a natural reaction at all i think it was very intentional Mm, okay I think I just I she's been to so many award shows. And the thing is, when you're sitting there clapping, it's like when you know that you're up for an award and you're being nominated and then you lose. You don't have like, a oh, I just lost. Like you just you have no real emotions at these award shows. You're on. You're performing. You're literally acting the entire time you're there because you're on camera the entire time. I think Chrissy Teigen and her cringe face was was natural and organic. I think Meryl Streep, when she pointed her finger up at the stage, I think that was natural and organic i don't think the eye roll was a little too hard for me you know well, it i was, think she wanted people to know that she wasn't cool with the joke for sure like she wasn't trying to hide it but i do think i do think she just takes herself very seriously and she's never gonna laugh at any joke about herself unless it's incredibly flattering but nothing in her reaction with an eye roll indicated to me that she was hurt or embarrassed i got the way I read that is she was very visibly annoyed and not even necessarily with the joke, but just with Chris Rock. Like I would equate it to like Kathy Wachili's husband, Rich. You know, everyone's like, oh, Rich. Oh, he made a stupid joke. Like you don't even need to get offended by it. You roll your eyes at it because he's just so like, oh. Well, I'm thinking that she doesn't, she just doesn't like him and that they probably have some kind of issues because people are brought up that he made a joke about her years ago. And I feel like she probably is the type that wouldn't get over that and she wouldn't really understand comedy. Uh, So, you know, I think she she probably was already harboring some resentment going in. So now everyone then on the internet went and made it about alopecia. And they're like, so she reacts, Will laughs, she rolls her eyes And then all of a sudden, we don't see an interaction between Jada and Will, but we just see Will start to walk up, walks towards Chris Rock, slaps him in the face, turns around, smirk on his face, walks, struts down the runway, sits back down in his seat, and feels big and bad. And we really don't see Jada's reaction to any of that, though. They had the camera only on him. Yeah, that's true, actually. Um, Yeah, and then he obviously he's yelling from his seat, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Uh... And Chris Rock, by the way, I just want to say that I never for one second thought this was a publicity stunt. A lot of people were like, oh, this was no. staged. I'm like, it's the fucking Oscars. They're not going to stage a fight to two actors coming on, getting into a punch up on stage. Like this was absolutely 100% real, <laughs> especially not to present a document. Like I would understand if it was like a Captain America, you know, we're and then it's two of the actors that are in character that are fighting like that's what you would get in a stage thing. But so the internet then took this and said, Will was defending her because she has alopecia and Chris Rock was making fun of her bald head because she's losing her hair. And so I'm like, is it, was it really a joke about her alopecia or did the internet just make it into that? Because she's rocked this hairstyle for decades on and off. There's a photo of her on a red carpet, pregnant belly. It was either Jaden or Willow who are adults at this point. Um, So she's rocked this for a very long time. Um, And I think she pulls it off. I think she looks beautiful with short hair. I think she looks beautiful bald. And 
if she were insecure, which I don't believe that she is about her alopecia, she may have, have talked about, you know, the challenges of losing your hair as a woman. Sure, I'm, I'm sure that that can be challenging. But I'm like, if she were really that insecure about it, like she could have worn a wig. She could have done like what Shannon Doherty did and wore headscarves. Like, I think she was intentionally trying to make a statement. And on top of that, there was a video that she posted on her personal TikTok account a week before reflecting on previous hairstyles that she's rocked over the years and ones that she's loved and ones that she's embarrassed about. And in that video, she explicitly says that she, um, that nobody is going to like, nobody is going to say anything that, or nobody's going to embarrass her. What was the actual clip? I completely forgot. I posted on my on my Instagram and TikTok because she literally I says that there's nothing. Yeah. I don't give two craps about what people feel about this bald head of mine. Yeah, well, I mean, she put it out there as, I mean, look, her Red Table Talk, it's it's kind of like a reality show. And so she puts all of her personal business. I mean, they put their personal business out yeah. there every episode with everything that's how it got popular that's how they started getting headlines because of all of the crazy shit she would come on there and say i was i was in an open marriage fucking a guy 20 years younger and we'll yeah. get into that but uh she's always had short hair she's beautiful she's known as really attractive and that's she's known for having that look yeah uh i didn't even realize at first that that she, I didn't realize she had even done a big thing with shaving the head because I kind of assumed that she'd always had a shaved head, but she hadn't. She's had like short pixie cuts. She's probably shaved it before on and off, but I yeah. just know she's known for short hair and a shaved head. And I didn't even really, seeing her with the shaved head, I, it didn't even click to me like, oh, she shaved her head. I'm more, It's more like that's Jada because I'm used to seeing her like that. She pulls off that look. It is a look. It's a whole, like, that's her vibe. And yeah. she looks amazing. It's kind of her thing, right? And Willow, her daughter Willow has a head shaved too. Like that's kind of their thing. And they have really beautiful bone structure and faces and they can pull it off. And uh, this was not something she's, a, you know, she wasn't like ashamed of having a bald head. It's not a point of insecurity. She rocks it very confidently and proudly. And from what I've seen her talk about the alopecia, because now, because I had no clue that she had alopecia. I don't even know Neither. if Chris no Rock knew. No I don't, one yeah. fucking knew. No, I don't know if anybody actually knew. I don't know how many people are watching Red Table Talk and, you know, di like dial dialed into her alopecia. But from the video that I did see about it, she has not completely lost her hair. She has a patch of baldness right here in the center of her scalp that she pointed out. It's like a, it's a patch of baldness um, that she has opened up about. And as a result of, of the patch, she sh shaved her entire head. So she's not bald because all of her hair fell off. Well, many actresses, we have many actresses wear extensions, hair pieces, right. wigs. It's very, especially when you're at that level with that amount, you can have whatever fucking hair you want. Yeah. Like plenty of people that have a full head of hair in Hollywood will wear wigs just to not damage their natural hair or if they to change it out for roles yeah. and things like that. And also, okay, look, we all have things that we can be a bit self-conscious about and stuff like- As Jock spent 10 minutes rearranging <laughs> his angle and lighting. Yes, because I always come out looking like shit on this show. But anyway, another <laughs> we all have our insecure. I'm insecure as well, but it's also yeah. like 
I mean, when people are like, he made fun of her medical condition, it's like, okay, like, hold up. Like, she wasn't there in a wheelchair dying of cancer. Like, this wasn't like, she has right. a, a small patch of alopecia on her head and he compared her to G.I. Jane, which is kind of like a cool mood. And she kind of does look like she would be in G.I. Jane too. It's barely even like an insult. Yeah. Like, I can imagine, I can could totally see G.I. Jane too with, Jada Pinkett, the poster for it, and I'll think, oh, that looks cool. <laughs> I don't I don't think that the joke, like the reference to G.I. Jane, even with the but like I don't think it was like when I was watching back some of Ricky Gervais's jokes earlier today, I was like, wow, he went dark. Um and nobody went up on stage and punched him. Like to me, it's just it's so insane. And I think the internet is what really because she never to this day to this very moment of recording at five fifty three p.m. on Tuesday, March 29th, Jada Pinkett Smith has not actually come forth and said that she was hurt or embarrassed or offended by the joke that has never come out of her mouth will smith's statement which we'll get into has has now addressed it but i have my thoughts about that as well but in the time when it was happening like i also don't think we got a moment where she's like will that offended me you better go punch him like i just i don't think that that's what happened what it is is i think will is a little unhinged at the moment. He has a lot of trauma and baggage that he's carrying. And it was just the perfect storm. It was the straw that broke the camel's back. It was something that he just had to have this emotional reaction where he goes up and hits him. But let's be very clear that the internet is the one that determined that Chris Rock made a joke about alopecia. Yeah, they've never said it. I'm sure that's what they're going to lean into now. But again, even if it was a joke about... It's not that like it's not that serious, and it wasn't yeah. even like it wasn't. I, I'm trying to think of, okay, GI Jane. That's kind of flattering. I'm trying to think of like he didn't say you could play George Costanza. Now you're fucking bald, bitch. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't yeah. like that. It was like GI Jane. Nor too. did he like, even compare her to like a cancer patient. Like he could have said <laughs> you can play Shannon Doherty in the yeah. movie, or well, I guess she he could have said Shannon. no. He could have said something horrible. But yeah. that's not like this joke was not on that level. Like, look, if he did say something like a, a cancer joke or something hardcore or even like, a, like I said, a, you look like George Costanza or like yeah. something a bit meaner, do would a little bit more. Look, I also have a controversial take about physical. I agree that you should never lay your hands on people, but I do think in some cases, if two people are evenly matched, talk shit, get hit. Look, I defended Monique on the <laughs> Real Housewives of Potomac. Okay. I think, you know, if every time you get in a scuffle with someone, if there's, you know, two guys, someone gets shoved or whatever, I don't think you need to be running to the police every time. All right. But I also think that it was such a disproportionate reaction for what was said, especially to, like to storm the Oscars stage and smack someone and then curse at them. Like it was a way outsized reaction for what happened. Uh, yeah. And you know what? If, if, if Chris Rock had said something like really hardcore, like really just such a, like a low blow, full blown, like disrespect of her, maybe I could, I could go, yeah, you know, kind of get why as your man you'll get up there and go fuck you but it was just so disproportionate for what I happened think, i think it was so shocking yeah the only physical like 
gesture I would think would even be appropriate for that, even if it was a terrible like joke, like you said, is to get up and just walk out of the room. That's still going to make camera time. That's still going to get people talking. It's still going to make a statement. But to get out of your seat, to walk up on stage, to punch, to slap him in the face, and then to come back down with the smirk on your face, and then to continue screaming and cursing on, this is happening on live television. Like, this is all happening in front of everybody, um, being broadcast internationally. Like, it's insane. And let's also acknowledge that Will Smith's images, I'm the nice guy, I'm so harmless, I'm the guy next door. Like, this isn't a guy with kind of like a volatile image. And I say that to say that he truly has lost control for some reason right. and shown this. And we have to, you, then you have to wonder, was this a side that like, is this a side that he's just been hiding all this time and maybe it's an act? I mean, we find out this stuff with Hollywood people all the time. You thought yeah. they were great. And then you find out they were like a rapist or something like this happens a lot with Hollywood people. So you kind of think, does he have this super dark side or is this just a moment of like, I'm really stressed and I snapped in this one moment and it's an isolated incident. Look, I think that they're a very fucking weird family and I always have. And like, there's a lot of stuff. There's the open relationship, which not that open relationships are uncommon. Like they, they do happen, but just the way they've explained theirs and when she was sleeping with that rapper and stuff. And I've seen some other blind items about, people that Jada has allegedly been with. Uh, Some people sent me some stuff and I'm like, some young guys in the industry. It was very weird. Uh, There's, we know there's rumors about Will Smith's sexuality. That's been going around. He's Mm. sort of in that, in that club with like Tom Cruise and, John Travolta, where rumors have always been. I mean, been John Travolta is a little obvious. <laughs> yeah, we all know that. Okay, that's basically fact. But he's in that, like, there's rumors about that. There's rumors about them being into Scientology. Yeah. Uh, they have huge fucking egos. Like I mentioned this on my show. If you look, a lot of, he's turned down a lot of roles for really kind of very superficial reasons. Like he turned down Django Unchained. That's a Tarantino film. And Will Smith does a lot of like, it's a big deal to get asked to be in a Tarantino film. He turned down the main role of that because he didn't get to kill Leonardo DiCaprio's character in the movie uh, because he's like, well, I've, I'm the star. I have to kill the bad guy. Like it's weird ego stuff. And then also they named their kids after themselves, Willow and Jaden. They both named their children after themselves. And then they pushed their kids into the limelight before they were even double digits. Like how old was Willow when Whip My Hair came out? How old was, was Jaden? Like when? Yeah, when uh, I thought she was nine. I think she was nine. Oh, maybe. When, I think Jaden yeah. was 11 when he starred in. Um, yeah, well, they're not even teenagers. They're fucking yeah. tweens or whatever. When he they was pushed in, their kids. What was the into, movie? It's Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He did Pursuit of Happiness. Like and then they child. did Karate Kid. And then yeah. also After Earth, that big sci fi one where they tried to make oh, it. didn't work. Yeah, they tried. That was dumb. They tried so hard to make him a star. And then I know that Willow was actually talked about. I she sort of said I shouldn't have been pushed into music at that young age, but it is a weird thing to name your kids after yourselves and then have them out promoting as celebrities from like eight years old. So they're fucking weird. And to see Will snap, like it was shocking to see it happen at the Oscars, but I was also like, I wasn't, I wasn't super shocked because I think they're very odd. And I also think that they are a couple that have a lot of skeletons. Mm. I think They will come out one day, you know, they're at a certain level of celebrity and power where they can keep a lot under wraps. Like even Tom Cruise, we know that he has all kinds of things. He still manages to kind of like keep a lot 
locked in the closet because of how powerful he is. But it's like, you know, everything in the dark comes to the light. So I just want to say that I think the Smiths are a very weird family and I do think that things are going to come out about them at some point. Do you, a lot of people are thinking that it was related to the entangle, that's how people refer to it, the entanglement that she had, <laughs> um, which is she had a fucking affair. Like she cheated on her husband, regardless of the of the relationship is open now. She literally banged somebody else. Like that's the fact of the matter. Um, entanglement or not, people are saying that she emasculated him by talking about it on the red table talk and essentially outing it before he seemed ready. And he was visibly hurt. She talked about how she was not sexually fulfilled by him, which is just a very like low blow, low blow, Rinna, a low (laughs) blow to make at the on national television about your husband to say that he doesn't sexually fulfill you. It's just so people are saying that he was emasculated and he felt like this was his moment where he had to prove himself to the world that he still loves his wife. Thoughts, reaction? Mm, two things. That does check out because, like I said, he has the – like he, I find him one of the most egotistical actors in Hollywood, absolutely, totally up there. So to be emasculated on a public stage like that in the way that she did, uh, that checks out. And I also feel like – Look, we know that people that are a certain level of celebrity, they don't air their bit. Like, there's a reason that, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow is not on marriage boot camp. Like, they <laughs> do not air out their dirty laundry. Um, but, you know, Jada has Jada's biggest moment as a celebrity beyond like the 90s when she was sort of like a nick girl with booty call and stuff like that. But, and I think she was in the, was she in the Matrix? Was she in the original Matrix or? I don't think so. Not that I, I can't remember. Okay, she wasn't. But I don't knows, really whatever. remember the original. I'm radio. saying she has been the most irrelevant that she has been doing Red Table Talk in years. Okay, mm-hmm. yes, she had a moment back in the day, but she's tried to have like a music career. She's done acting in different things. And really this Red Table Talk is kind of the biggest thing she's done in a decade or two. Uh, and it, I don't think that Will Smith would like her doing this show because it's essentially a reality show where she's spewing all her family business to everybody on Facebook and she's doing it for her own thing. Now, so with that said, yes, would it make him insecure? But also I just want to say that I don't think that a woman should be blamed for what he's doing because at the end of the day, he got up there and punched someone. So it's a little misogynistic to suddenly go, well, it's Jada's fault. Like (laughs) Will doesn't have to be, Will could leave Jada. Like, well, so I don't want to blame her for what, what are did. your thoughts? Because he then was allowed to stay, sat through the rest of the show, then was awarded best actor of the night, made an acceptance speech and basically said that he did love made him do this. He's a pillar of love and love made him do this. What like I think love is not a reason to punch somebody in the face. Well, I mean, well, abusers say that yeah. I hit you because I love you yeah. or I bash that guy that was flirting with you that I thought was flirting with you because I love you so yeah. much. So it's like, so that's a, what's what abusers do. That's the language of an abuser. So <laughs> let's be clear about that. Um, again, I was, I was most pissed off, not about will hit look what they're, they're both the same size kind of guy. It was a bitch slap. No, I'm not condoning physical assault, but I'm also, I don't think bitch slapping someone for, over, you know, I don't think that's the end of the world. My two things that really got under my skin was 
the social media reaction of everyone making every excuse to defend him and villainize Chris Rock, which is definitely was what the immediate, I was on Twitter. That's what the general reaction yeah. was from most people and the Academy not doing anything. That's when I was like, hang on, whether we're on Will Smith's side or we're not on Will Smith's side, you should have been thrown out of the building and you should be banned from future Oscar telecasts. Yes. Like how did security not come up and throw your ass out? And that is some A-list privilege right there. We also need to acknowledge that Kanye West was banned from the Grammys for tweeting and being unhinged on social media. He wasn't even allowed to. They said, we're not, you were disinviting you to the fucking Grammys. Will Smith gets on stage, hits someone, can go back to his seat, not be removed, win an Oscar, come up, give the long acceptance speech. That is that is crazy. And then the other, I don't know if we're going to get into this yet or later, but the other part is that we know that the reaction would have been different if a yeah. white actor got on stage and punched Chris Rock. Everyone knows it. If, if like, I'm, well, I use Chris Pratt as an example. Yeah. If Chris Pratt had got up there and punched Chris Rock or if Chris Pratt had got up there and, you know, like if it had been a white actor on any minority up there, like the reaction would have been so much more extreme. Like it would have yep. been like, White rage, toxic masculinity, um, Trump's America. <laughs> like yeah. there would have been very different reactions. So it was, I did not like seeing people putting themselves into pretzels to try and excuse Will Smith when we know that if like different races or different genders or whatever, the concoction had been different, the reaction would have been very different. Yeah, I think Heather McDonald tweeted it perfectly. She's like, it would have been a totally different reaction if they were of different sexual orientations, if they were of different sexes, or if they were of a different race. People would yeah, have. Oh, had- yeah, okay, let's use a, a white actor gets up and hits. Who's a who's a gay actor? Um, Neil Patrick I'm Harris. Trying- Neil gets up and hits Neil Patrick Harris. I'll say that's a hate crime. That's homophobia. Who it did it? Kathy been- Hilton. Yeah. <laughs> but we we all know it. And it was weird that some people were kind of pretending that like, well, they were acting like that wasn't a, a thing. But it's like, we all know that you people out here defending Will Smith, if the genders and races had been mixed around, you would have literally said this is a hate crime. You would have said this is like white rage. You would have said you would have wheeled out all of the yep. all of the buzzwords. So there's that part, and it's um I think it's a combination, like with Will Smith getting away with with it, I think it's a combination of the race that they were both black. And I also think that it's, there's a, uh, there's like a Hollywood privilege and, you know, you're at the top, you're at the top rung of Hollywood. So, you know, the rules don't apply to you. And I also did kind of think when I saw them not do anything to Will and he was able to go back to his seat, I'm like, God, Will or other A-list actors, how many times have probably an A-list actor lost it and gone and hit hit an assistant or hit somebody and felt like they could just do that because they're untouchable? It must happen all the time. So it was just, yeah, I, the Academy, definitely the Academy for me is just number one to blame. I just cannot believe, I cannot believe they didn't remove him. Like it was crazy. Anyone else would have been thrown out of the building. And if you just like, I need to give a moment of appreciation to Chris Rock because he got slapped in the face kept his composure, kept his cool, did not exacerbate the situation. It was like, all right, now let's get to the nominees. Stood on stage, got to the nominees, greeted them, walked them off stage after all of that. Like, if anything, that is a true class act. He really 
kept the show going. He's like, we're on live television. And despite this happening, like, you know, and if I were Chris Rock, I would never return to the fucking Oscars. I would be so pissed because I would be like, how did security not get out here to remove him? How did I have to go through this entire segment and not one person backed me up, came out here to check, to see, to regulate the situation or to have Will Smith escorted out of there? Because there were other ways Will Smith could have, if people want to be pissed and cry about the alopecia fine i'll give you your moment cute but like he could have handled that differently he could have walked out he could have addressed it with chris backstage and been like hey that wasn't cool my wife has alopecia whatever whatever you also see jada doing all these interviews where she's just like hey last time chris rock made fun of her at the last oscar she was just like it comes with the territory it is what it is you know Again, which it does. Which it does. And especially at the Oscars, because you look at the Oscars history and you look at the hosts that have hosted. I mean, Chris, Kirsten Dunst didn't get pissed when Amy Schumer came out and called her a seat filler and had her get out of her seat. It was a joke. It was part of the bit. Wanda didn't get in trouble when she called, what was it, Judy Dench when she made the Kim Kardashian joke about how she just needs to work harder. Like, they're just or I don't think it was Judy Dench. I think it was another elderly Whatever, actress. one of these old actresses. Yeah. <laughs> Look, there's other way. Like, yes. Don't the, be an ageist, Jacques. Don't discriminate way. against old people. <laughs> They're not all the, the same. The best way Will obviously could have handled it would either you walk out um, and, I mean, sorry, and I got to say as well to lose it like that, he, he looked so thin-skinned and beta and insecure and... Yeah. To, to lose it like that. Um, or he could have, when he won his Oscar, he could have come up and said, and, you know, we need to stop insulting women. We need to show more, we need to show more respect to women, especially yeah. black women. Like he could have given this like the most empowering speech yep. and people would have just, it would have been like the most famous Oscar speech in like three decades. Yeah. But, you know, he didn't do that. Uh, Chris Rock, look, you know, Chris Rock hats off to him because he handled it so incredibly, but also this is also like the best thing that's happened to his career in a long time. Like, you know, I heard that he's been selling tickets to all of his comedy shows now. It's really made him, not that he wasn't relevant, but it's sort of like made him super relevant. And I am glad that the mainstream do seem to be getting behind him because, yeah, when you and I were texting on that first day, it really felt like, no one was even kind of acknowledging how crazy it was that that Will did that and that more people were making excuses for him. And the, now when I see that, you know, The View and other people, they are really taking Chris's side, Chris Rock's side, which I think is is the correct, is the correct take on this. Yeah. No, absolutely. The other part that pissed me off was all the celebrities that were embracing him after that. The ones that walked up to him to check on him. You see Andrew Garfield with his hand on his shoulder like, hey, Meryl, are you okay? Like, oh, fuck off with your white guilt. Like, that is not appropriate that he just punched somebody on stage. And you're like, hey, bro, are you okay? Like, calm down. Okay, well, are we going to talk about how, like, Jaden went on Twitter and was like, yo, this is how we do it. And I think that Will made a... Will made a comment two about jokes. you can't take people from Philly anywhere. Yeah, he made two jokes. The first one was it was in a video that he posted after the incident. After he wins his Oscar, he posts a montage of of photos and videos of him and Jada at the Oscars, and then says, um, "What did he say? Uh, Jada and I got all dressed up to choose chaos." And then in the comments is like, "This is why you can't invite people from Philly anywhere." And then Jaden, his son, goes on Twitter, and then it's like, "That's how we do it." Like, yes, and then he, he was partying at the after party, yep. waving his Oscar around. So then it's like, 
we all know he comes out with the apology later, right? The next day. And he's, I'm very sorry. And he comes out with the apology after some news reports started circulating that they may strip him of his Oscar. So yep. then he comes out with an apology. It's like, well, you're not sorry. And you even, you got up on that, you know, just own what you did, okay? If you're not sorry, you're not sorry. Like, you don't have to put out this fake-ass fucking apology, which we know is bullshit. You got up on the stage when you accepted your award and you apologised to everybody except Chris Rock. Uh, you know, for acting like a baby. So that that to me was just like, you're so fake. Come on, like you were gloating and loving it. I, I Like we talked about it that whole night, but the next morning I woke up and I was like, you know what? I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm willing to be like, you know what? Like he is a very, he is very much a, a vessel of love as he said in his speech and he was crying on stage and you know, people make mistakes and people are willing to do better and blah, 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 blah. But when I saw the social media posts where he was bragging about choosing chaos and where Jaden's out there tweeting about it and like he had, and then I saw the photos and videos of him dancing and partying it up with all the other fucking celebrities surrounding him, patting him on the back, pumping him up as you did a good thing for women like what like I was like that is bullshit the like not appropriate not okay the fact that none of them like how many of them went and checked on Chris Rock how many of them yeah it's why I it's why I blame the academy though because it's like they allowed him to feel like he could just gloat and and live it up like this. They, if they were had just... in the position of power. And that's why I think a lot of celebrities did then pat him on the back afterwards because they were like, oh, if the Academy's not kicking him out, then maybe I have to play into this. Mm. Well, if they just if they just thrown him out, I don't think he'll be gloating. I think it would just be a very different reaction. But I think that, and I think people just felt like, I think people felt triggered watching it because they're like, you know, if we if we have a parking ticket in real life, we get in trouble. Like, there's so many things we can't do, and then you just being a big actor can just walk up and you hit get someone dragged and get out of fucking Trader Joe's if you don't wear a mask. Yeah, exactly. It's like we've gone through that, and now you're allowed to. I mean, like we've seen videos of people getting fucking mobbed by police for not having a mask, especially yeah. in Australia. That happened, and then you're allowed to get up and hit someone. Like, I also wonder if the I wonder if the Academy as well were worried of the optics, if it would look yeah. like, okay, I wonder what the I race of their that. security guards were. Cause I was like, what if they had white security guards and they're dragging Will Smith out and then Jade is like getting like, you know, leave my husband alone. They're dragging. Like they were, they were probably really yeah. scared. I think they were scared and that's why they didn't react. I don't think it was a, it was a, a PR stunt. I don't think that this was staged. I think they were afraid of the optics of having a black man removed from the Oscars. Um, I, for sure. But I just want to say, yes, they were, but also they wouldn't have been afraid of the optics if it was Kanye West. Like yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Kanye it's West, also, it would have been a SWAT yeah, team. It's also <laughs> the A-list celebrity, you know, status that Will Smith, like he he has a lot of privilege, Will Smith. He does. Mm. Do you think this is uh do you think this is gonna tarnish him? Or do you think it's just gonna be known as like an outrageous moment at the Oscars and then we all move on? That's a really good question. Um trying to think of how I want to answer that like Lisa Barlow at the Salt Lake City reunion um (laughs) I don't that's a really good question I don't know you know it's one thing I think that he always had an image of being like universally liked and a very kind of safe image and I think that that it's almost it's a little bit like Bill Cosby, that was a bit like that. He had the the such a friendly, nice image. And then to see that, you know, the side of him with the sexual yeah. assault and everything, 
It can. Um, one thing that kind of is disappointing about this, but it's sort of inevitable, inevitable like this will smith thing it has become like a culture war issue almost because i feel like especially on social media it's it's kind of turned into that and it's almost it's become like a political thing it has become a race thing there's a lot of arguing about that on social media and people are so polarized now where kind of i feel like every issue just turns into that even when it shouldn't but it does so yeah i I think that i mean i think he's going to be okay but I think there will be a segment of people that previously yeah. liked him that are going to look at him like very differently. Here's the thing. He had a human moment and I'm all for redemption. I'm all for forgiveness, whatever. Kumbaya, let's suck each other's dicks at the end of this and, you know, make a Louis Ruel, a Louis video um, <laughs> in the circle jerk on the beach. But not like, Louis CK. We're talking about. No, yeah. Teresa not Louis. Sorry. Not Louis. Not Louis CK. Louis from Teresa's Louis from Real Houses of New Jersey. That'll be clipped out when I get canceled. Somebody will take that out of context when, in, a, in a YouTube montage one day. Um, But so he had a human moment. And again, I'm willing to forgive that. But I think the bigger piece, and it's not even so much being upset with him or blaming Jada or blaming Chris Rock for making fun of people with alopecia, rest their souls. It's more about um, the Academy not taking any sort of action until the next day when they issued their statement, which was we don't condone violence. But it's like, your actions condoned violence. Even if they didn't want, if they were afraid of the optics of having him physically removed by security, then at the commercial break, he should not have still been in his seat. And when he had, to, when it came time to presenting him with the award, he should not have been able to go up on stage and get six to 10 minutes uninterrupted making a speech. Even this, uh, the Williams dad, who he references in his speech, even he spoke out the next morning. He's like, I do not condone violence. No, thank you. Yeah, okay, I agree with you. Remove him. If, you, if you're worried about the optics that much of being cancelled, remove him discreetly during the commercial break and, you know, have whoever's the, the the director of the Oscars go cameras down and, you know, get him out discreetly. But it's also like what world are we living in that, yes, yeah, someone can get up on stage and hit someone and then we can't remove them because of the optics? Like, yeah. How about we just face reality and go, we don't, you don't know what mental state he's in. Like he, that was a very unhinged thing to do. And like I said, he went from laughing to bitch slapping someone to crying. That is who, who knows that he's not going to run up there and like get Chris Rock again. So get him out of there. And it's just, it's very crazy that then we have to think about, oh, but it could look bad. Like, you know, like we, we could be called racist. We could be canceled. So we should like leave him sitting there. Like, no, like right is right. Wrong is wrong. Get him out of there. And then because you shouldn't, you should not be at the Academy Awards if you've done that. And then we can debate about, was it warranted? Was Chris Rock's joke enough to warrant getting his ass bitch slapped? Maybe, you know, like we just said, not really, but we can talk about all the other stuff. But in that moment, Fucking get rid of him, okay? <laughs> so then Jada went and posted on Instagram earlier today or earlier Tuesday saying, this is a season for healing and I'm here for it. Oh, well, now she's just doing all of her new age red table talk bullshit. Um, I'm excited for her to have the highest rated episode <laughs> of uh, red table talk, which is going to outdo Jordan Woods's episode <laughs> even. Uh, and she'll be milking it. And she's going to, you know... I saw the video that you posted of her talking about, you know, going bald and stuff. And 
she's another one of these like really privileged like we're getting them all the time of like Demi Lovato is a really good example oh my god they they have to event invent things to be oppressed like I mean their kids are like 10 different genders and running around in skirts and going I have this and I have that and now she's coming out with you know I have alopecia it's like oh my god stop you're you're married to one of the biggest actors in the world you're beautiful you're like really successful you're talented like you can rock a bald head and it looks amazing and it's not like we don't feel sorry for you like we're not getting the violins up because you have a small patch of alopecia when you can afford the best hair pieces and wigs in the world well, it's like this thing of like people are like, oh, well, you know, celebrities, they they sit in the hot seat and they have to take these jokes and like they're people, too. It's like, yeah, they're people, too, that are paid millions of dollars to parade around in expensive clothes that they did not have to pay for because they were loaned and rented to them um, as, as they go around and pat each other on the backs for how great they are, for what a great job that they did on national. It's literally a parade on national television the the airs internationally um, where it's like a circus show and they go around and they're like, look at me. I'm so pretty. They host the circus show. They participate in the circus show and and then they award each other throughout the circus show, basically being, I'm so talented as an actor and I'm so talented at this and I'm so talented at that. It's like For a bunch of movies no one watched, by the way. No one watches the Oscar movies. Let's be real about that. No. People are watching like Marvel and stuff. I'm not saying Marvel movies are better than Oscar films, but I'm just saying check the box office. Most people have even heard of these fucking movies and they're out here like throwing parties for themselves for a movie that three people watched. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's it's. Her and her and Instagram. You're not oppressed, Jada. Like, I'm sorry because you have a bald patch on your head. Like, <laughs> it's fine. Okay. You know, and you look, we have, there have been moments I've seen that have gone viral when, especially when we've looked like back at old, like resurfaced old videos where interviewers and stuff have just asked people questions that are like totally inappropriate. We've done the whole Britney thing with, you know, why were people, you know, questioning Britney? Are you a virgin when she's like a teenager and yeah. weird stuff like that? So, you know, celebrities do sometimes get put in really uncomfortable yes. positions that they shouldn't be, or they'll, some jokes can be, you know, just way crossing the line. And Chris Rock's joke wasn't the best, but, you know, <laughs> the way that people have kind of, it's a little bit of revisionist history, even with the joke, it was like, he was doing like a monologue. He was riffing and throwing out things. And it just was sort of at the tail end of that. It, you know, the people have like almost framed it like Chris Rock got up and just specifically started like ripping on her alopecia out of, you know, nowhere. Yeah. And it was just all about Jay. It wasn't even like quite in that context. And people, when you look at how people are talking about it on social media and then you watch the full clip, you know, the people on social media are really making it sound a lot worse than it really yeah. was. It's not like he went up there and he's like, so, hey, Jada, how about that alopecia? But I'm bummed. <laughs> like, it, 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 like, that's not what happened. But that's the story the internet created, and that's what they're sticking to. There was one bitch that's, like, in my DMs, and this person's like, oh, he made fun of her alopecia. I was like, she never said that. She's like, well, she never not said that. I was like, well, if she never fucking said that, then that's not, <laughs> that can't be true. Like, what? I was like, what is this, like, dog with a bone where they feel like they need to defend Jada for something that she doesn't even... Even, she hasn't even said she needed to be defended for. It's like if I walked out the door and somebody walked up to me and they're like, I need to defend you for being, you know, for having blonde hair because people think that blondes are dumb. And I'm like, what? Like, it makes no sense. 
People have also, it has been made like okay, the race part of it, like here in Australia, for example, there was this big Australian celebrity here and she came out yesterday and she'd been watching the Oscars like everyone else and commenting on, on you know, the, the slap around the world as we all were. And then she like came out and she's like, you know, as a white woman, I've been asked from black people not to comment on this anymore. So I'm oh, just God. not going to talk about it. It's like, girl, you're allowed to talk about Will Smith slapping someone at the Oscars. Like fucking relax. Like it it's wasn't, just. Yeah. It wasn't a racial issue or it wasn't <laughs> about like a person of color being oppressed and you yeah. don't understand their experience. It was literally a celebrity using his privilege to slap somebody in the <laughs> face because he had a temper tantrum. I know exactly. It was just like, it's crazy. I just can't even. So I can't deal. So there was an article that came out about the history between Chris Rock and the Smiths. And I was like, oh, okay. Then like there has to be a long feud. They had to have thrown jabs at each other. Let me read you their history, Jacques. In 2016, Chris Rock joked about Jada boycotting the Oscars. And his joke basically said that you have to first be invited in order to boycott, which I thought was way funnier than the alopecia joke. He also yeah, made a, a joke. Good joke. Yeah, that was a good joke. He also made another joke that wasn't as good, but about Will Smith, like not being a great actor and not picking big movies. And he was like, he was paid 20 million for being in Wild Wild West. Blah, 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 blah. Which, well, that's I mean, true. Like that, I was actually, I have to say, seeing Will Smith get an Oscar, I was like, really? Because I always, I've always associated Will Smith more with like popcorn movies and and like blockbusters, like Adam and Sandler. Know, yeah, exactly. And then I do, I know that he does occasionally. He does a little more serious movies, but they're still like they're pretty cheesy. Like even these like Pursuit of Happiness and stuff, they do have like a lifetime movie kind of quality sappy, yeah. to them, and they're just these sort of sappy, feel good like crowd pleasers. Uh, so like, with an Oscar, I was like, oh, really? You don't watch Men in Black and you're like, God, Will Smith was robbed of an Oscar all these years. Like Leonardo DiCaprio, okay, I'll give you that one because he's had a lot, he's tried a lot harder to perform in movies. Well, I think of, I think of Will Smith more like The Rock. And yeah. I, do th- I think they're both very, and I think, that, I think they're both very talented actors, but just, I would say the... And they do sometimes do movies a little more serious and, and, but they, they do a lot of popcorn movies. So um, you kind of associate them primarily with that, especially someone of my age being a millennial in my thirties, you know, I grew up watching, uh, you know, like men in black and like all of those like fun yeah. Will Smith movies. Or so like I, Jack Black, like you don't expect yeah. like Jack Black, I'm sure has do- he's done like a serious role or two, but you've never been like, oh, God, he's been robbed of getting an Oscar all these years. Like it just it's not reality. Like if anything, his best performance is pretending that he's still in love with Jada. Like I just <laughs> I can't with that anymore. But so Jada responded to Chris Rock's joke saying that you need to be invited in order to boycott the Oscars, which I thought was funny. Um, she said, you know what? It comes with the territory. I'm going to keep it moving. So she obviously knows how to let things, you know, fall off. I don't think she does. I think she probably was holding on to that for years, honestly. Like, I think that she didn't appreciate it. Cause like I said, she takes herself very seriously. Yeah. And I just think that was just not the night and she just wasn't here for it. Not today, Satan. Will acted like I mean wouldn't you love to be a fly on the wall to know their real relationship oh yeah if there even is a real relationship I don't think they're really in love I don't think that that's a real it's a strange kind of partnership yeah which it's a partnership. They, I mean they've kind of described it as that 
It's a which, familial partnership where they're a family unit together. And that's why I think the kids have a lot of respect for them. But in terms of romance, love, sexuality, intimacy, I don't think they have that. Yeah, I, I agree too. And I I think that's very interesting because I think there are relationships that really do work like that. I think where it gets... Um, it's The issue is not that they have an unconventional relationship. You just wonder, well, how on the same page are they? Like, was he embarrassed when she was sleeping with that 20-year-old guy? Um, is he gay? Like, because that's a big question. So it's like that stuff is juicy. It's not It's not really a scandal that they kind of have this sort of businessy partnership, which I think probably a lot of people have, and it's interesting to see them work as a family unit and stuff. But I just wonder about all the other stuff. Are they into Scientology? Is there something going on yeah. there? Like, I want to know all that stuff. Yeah. No. So that was the 2016 Oscars was the first like beef that they ever had. And then there was an Instagram comment shock where Will Smith posted on Instagram praising the his ex-wife, his former baby mama, Cherie, who's now joined Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah. So he he praised her on Instagram and then Chris Rock commented and he's like, wow, Will has a very understanding wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's. I, so I that, want to hear. Maybe they have t- they have tension. Maybe there's tension between Chris Rock and the Smiths. That's the extent of their beef. That's what the article broke down for us. Was the Instagram yeah, comment not, well, I, and the joke from 2016? Well, I also saw which. I'm glad this hasn't caught on in the mainstream media, but on social media, I saw some people brought up a clip because they were people who have been made it into a, a race thing, which I guess I've made it into a race thing too, because I've said if he Definitely. was white, it would have gone differently. So we've all made it into a race thing, but in from different angles of the, the, the different sides. But I saw some people brought up a clip of Chris Rock and he was sitting with, it was Louis CK, Ricky Gervais and... Might have been Jerry Sign. It was yeah, some the non woke people and Louis C.K. said the N word and Chris Rock was sort of laughing about it and uh, Chris Rock didn't sort of seem to care and Louis was sort of saying that he's used the word in his stand up before they were talking about it. Maybe Dave Chappelle was there. I can't remember. Whatever the problematic male comedians and. People were sort of trying to frame it like, well, Chris Rock is problematic because look who he's with and he's with Louis C.K. saying the N-word. And I'm like, are we going to have this thing now where we're trying to frame Chris Rock as this like, like what, a right-wing comedian or, uh, you know, a sellout or something, which he's not. Like, I've never really known Chris Rock to be problematic. He's not like Dave Chappelle. I mean, I'm a Dave Chappelle fan, but, you know, Dave Chappelle's sort of considered very edgy. I've never thought of Chris Rock like that, but I was like, and I had a lot of engagement. This tweet had a lot of engagement. I thought, is this where we're going now? And I also, I did see some takes and some articles and some tweets about um, uh, Will Smith did this because of uh, white supremacy structures in America. That was a take. I saw The Guardian came out with an article excusing him trying to say well he came from a background of domestic violence so that's why he did it and i'm just like that's what makes it okay that's like saying a pedophile raped somebody be a raped a child because you know yeah i know it's like you're trying to make come up with all kinds of excuses to justify it and it's like come on guys again you're bending yourselves into a pretzel and it is also like we know that if chris pratt had done this it wouldn't be oh well chris pratt was like beaten as a child so 
that's why he got up on stage. It would have been a very different reaction. And I do, I think, I think what has pissed people off the most, honestly, is it's the hypocrisy. It's the, yeah. um, we know that it would have gone different if it was different genders or races. We also are like, why didn't the Academy remove him? I don't think that many people from either side of it are that upset that Chris Rock slapped. I mean, that the Will Smith slaps someone. I think it's everything around it. Yeah. And the double standards. I really want to know what Regina, Wanda, and Amy, the hosts of the Oscars, I want to know what their opinion is. Because they haven't spoken about it, probably because they're not allowed to say anything. But as three comedians, I'm pretty... Because I've seen Whitney Cummings tweet about it. I saw um, Nikki Glaser, Heather McDonald. All of them have come forward. Joy Behar, who have come out and said that, like... Comedy is dead. If we can't even make jokes about this anymore, like this is insane that he literally made a joke, a dumb joke, not even an offensive joke necessarily. Like, yeah, sure, if you squint your eyes and tilt your head and love is blurry, then okay, sure, you can see that the joke was maybe a little offensive. But like he I don't think his intent was to offend anybody. And even if his intent was to offend Jada, that's still not an appropriate time to then put your hands on somebody during a live broadcast well you know originally judd apatow came out and he actually had to delete the tweet because again this is on social media when everyone was on will's side but on the day everyone was taking will's side judd apatow condemned it and he said you know chris rock could have died which it's an extreme take but it's also you can you can die from getting punched in the head a hit to the head yeah. For especially unexpected out of nowhere. Like if you hit hit the wrong thing, you can die. Like we had a whole thing here. Or he could have fallen and hit his head on the yeah, ground. It, yeah, exactly. Like that is the thing. So yeah, maybe Judd was being a little dramatic, but that is a thing. Like he hit him in the fucking head. Um, I also do like the irony is funny of a lot of the kind of the woke comedian, like the woke people like a Judd, like Joy Behar and a lot of others coming out now and they are kind of condemning Will Smith and going, so what we, you know, this is comedy. We should be allowed to tell jokes. But I'm like, you're the same people that are always like, don't say this, you know, words of violence, speech is violence. We can't offend people. And now you're all like, like, oh my God, well, you can't hit a comedian. Like it's comedy. Comedians can say everything. I'm like, well, before you're like, don't want comedian. You're upset at Dave Chappelle or whatever. And now you're like, now you're scared because you're worried that someone's going to come up on stage and smack and you. you. So I kind of thought that yeah. was funny. That was kind of funny. I mean, I was surprised at the view and their kind of take on it. The only one that kind of wrong about everything, but they actually got this right. Usually the only one that was kind of defending will, I would say would be Whoopi. She's the only, she always defends the wrong person, which kind of makes the show fun. People get upset about it, but she always has the worst takes on everything. Like she defends like Mel Gibson, who is atrocious. I mean, like Mel Gibson, like racist, anti-Semitic, homophobic, um, who else does she, def- she, I think, she, did she defend Bill Cosby? She'll, I mean, she'll defend anyone. Like, <laughs> it's her thing, which is funny. But yeah, I was surprised watching the, the views take on it because I, and you know, usually when these things happen, I find I'm a bit more on the side of social media often rather than the mainstream because there's a big, big disconnect between what the people yeah. in the mainstream media say and what like real people are saying. But, um, on this, I yeah, I definitely siding with a lot of the the mainstream people that are kind of just uh, like, yeah, this was so wrong, and Will Smith acted like a fucking clown, and yeah, he should have been removed. That's that's the big thing I think that people are going to be stuck on. Why well, I'm certainly stuck on. How were you not removed? 
<laughs> I mean, I think yes, I'm Chris. just. I think I'm just so used to being on the 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 bad side, like on the unpopular side, because it's not the mainstream media narrative yeah. side. But like, um, but I think a lot of people are gonna. I think you're gonna put this episode out, and I think a lot of people are gonna oh agree God. with what we've said. Amy Schumer just had to apologize for her Kirsten Dunst joke that I referenced a little while ago. Stop. Yeah. Because she did got she Oscars backlash for it. She said that she wasn't, she uh, wouldn't try to disrespect Kirsten Dunst. It was a joke. Well, I tweeted, okay, so if anyone has seen the South Park post-COVID special, which is actually hilarious, uh, they go into the future like 20 years after COVID and Jimmy, who is the um, the guy that... The, dis- the disabled kid that's on the crutches, he's grown up and he's become like a Jimmy Kimmel type comedian. And the whole joke is like his stand up, he's just like complimenting everyone. He'll be like, hey, what about Mexicans? They're great people. Oh, they I have fabulous that. food. And yeah, and I'm like, that, that's where the Oscars is going to be next year. Like, it's just going to be someone on stage complimenting everyone because apparently, we you know, we can't say anything. Even though we all know that the best Oscars was Ricky Gervais. It was incredible. Like, people still quote it. People still go back and look at his Oscar jokes and it's, like, phenomenal. Uh, but, you know, we're going to go into some lame, like, woke comedian up there just saying nice things about everyone. Yeah, see, so, like, the night when this happened, then, like, I went on Facebook and I saw Pop Sugar, who I used to write for, and I'm glad I don't anymore. They <laughs> literally said, they're like, let's move on from making black women the butt of the joke in 2022, okay? Jada Pinkett Smith's alopecia is not a joke for your Oscars entertainment. And that's literally what I expected to wake up to the next morning. I didn't think the view was going to condemn them. I didn't, which to be fair, a lot of these sites like Pop Sugar now, like they've really kind of skewed very like woke and yeah. they all have like purple hair. Like it's just. They all do that. And it's all, it's kind of amazing because most people don't agree with that. Like I work at, um, I work at Daily Mail. If people don't know, I believe it is the most, I believe Daily Mail is the most read English language website, news website in the world. Cause it's in Australia, the UK and America and stuff. And like the Daily Mail's not woke. I'm not saying I defend everything that the Daily Mail said, but it's not. And then you do have these little like pop sugars and stuff that have these really like lame woke takes. And it's like three people are reading, like no one cares. A lot of these as well, I know from being in the Australian media industry, right? These woke publications, when they come out, they, they launch because they have, they'll, they have like all this money behind them from some other bigger business. And there's usually some other angle, like it's some kind of like targeted advertising thing or something. But in terms of like volume of traffic, not many people read this shit or agree with it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's why Joe Rogan is the number one podcast like in the world. You know what I mean? Like there's a reason and why, you know, fucking Chelsea Handler's not. (laughs) (laughs) She, I mean, she her podcast is very strange because it started off as uh, "Life Will Be the Death of Me," and then she's like, "Now it's going to be called Dear Chelsea." And she's had but a few. It, but it no, but it still says "Life Will Be the Death of Me" with her book cover. <laughs> but she opens the show as like, and now you're listening to Dear Chelsea, and I'm like, <laughs> who's running this podcast? Like, what? My favorite thing is as a Heather McDonald fan is that Heather McDonald's podcast is way bigger than Chelsea's now, yeah. and you know, her audience is probably a lot more engaged than, than Chelsea's. And it's, that just gives you hope because, you know, Heather was sort of the, 
the second fiddle, third fiddle, whatever on Chelsea lately. And, yeah. you know, she and Chelsea did have that whole thing in the media and everyone took Chelsea's side and everyone was really like Heather went through it. And now, you know, you look five, six, seven years later and Heather's kind of like the number one female comedy podcaster and Chelsea Handler's not. Now that's off topic, but I just love that. No, yeah, <laughs> I do too. I do too. Um, I, I used to really like Chelsea too. And I just. Me too. And she just went, it was, well, it was when she went woke, she was unbearable. But like, yeah, she, but it's, she wo- was, it's woke and ego. Yeah, it is. It's, it's when her, she's so embarrassing. Like one of her last comedy specials she did, she was like, you know, I have a crush on Andrew Cuomo. Like, it was all about how she loves Andrew Cuomo and then look at all the stuff that came out about Andrew <laughs> Cuomo. Like, first of all, wanting to fuck Andrew Cuomo, that's not even a it's not even a good comedy. It's so lame, even if he was great. And then you were completely wrong because of all the fucking stuff that came out about him. And, you know, Chelsea Handler, she's a mean person. I know she's tried to have a nice, like, tried to revamp her image and be, I'm, like, nice and stuff now. You're really not. And you were funny when you were mean, okay? You were funny when you just went off on everyone and when you would go on Howard Stern and you would talk shit about people. That was your strength. And, you know, the the woke revamp of Chelsea Handler is atrocious and that's why Heather's doing well. And Heather Heather's not, like, problematic, but Heather's right. not, like, woke either. And right. people prefer it, guys, okay? It is what it is. Like the because mean, it's the amount organic. Of- the amount of people that message me and they're like, you know, I'm very liberal and stuff and they still like love my show or they'll be like, I don't agree with you, but well, they just. I think with people like Chelsea is like there's, and again, I used to love Chelsea. I would go to her comedy shows. I bought her books. I love Chelsea lately. Um, but like she went super woke and then, but is also like, you know, making jokes at her recent comedy shows about how, you know, she gets so frustrated at the airport because the cashiers are so slow that she just takes the book and leaves a $20 bill on the shelf. And it's like, hello, white privilege. And yet you're bitching about white privilege and you did a whole documentary on it, which to be fair, I liked the documentary. I think. Oh girl, that was not a good, they were were horrible. All of those. There's a reason why she signed this big deal with Netflix and it flopped. And then she had to go over to fucking like Hulu or whatever because it blow a crack or wherever oh, she is now she did i forgot that she yeah. hopped from netflix to hbo yeah i like then- chelsea does i will say that i really liked her docuseries chelsea does i enjoyed i didn't that. like any of them it was her just talking with her woke friends about like we're white and we need to learn no 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 it's not like, not oh, no. it's not it's me high privilege it's me chelsea before that before her oh. talk show <laughs> this was years right after chelsea lately she did a series called um oh Chel- yeah but when she did ayahuasca and stuff yes 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 and she but that was about- st- i still didn't like that that was still very self-indulgent and this is the new me and it was just like it was stop. but it was still entertaining Ugh. I like the old school Howard Stern Chelsea era. Lately, yeah. Chelsea, yeah, when she was on there and just like ripping on people and being horrible. I think that was the truest representation of her as a person. So you don't think this this woke Chelsea, this evolution Chelsea, her journey isn't genuine? No, it's it's a mess. And I'm also, it's interesting seeing Amy Schumer back as well. I don't know if her show is getting that good reviews because she, has she a was show? another uh, Amy Schumer, like she, she has a she's show. Back, she's, yeah, she's got a new show, and I think it's kind of a drama. And some people have said it was good, but I, I no do not think she, she is show. funny. I thought her Netflix, that leather special, was probably the worst comedy thing I've ever heard in my entire life. It was so disgusting. Every single joke was just her being – it was just her talking about, like, it was just, like, 
toilet humor and stuff. It was so bad. Um, yeah, I've never, I can't with any of these. I've people. never really been a fan of her. I liked one of her, her fr- like one of her first comedy albums where she's like in a yellow dress. She had a few funny jokes in that one, but like I just I haven't really like did you see her oscars comment when that went viral when she said she wanted to get fucking Zelensky from the ukraine at the oscars people like i think he's busy fighting a war you fucking idiot like she was like oh we should get because she was hosting it she's like we need to get Zelensky to like come into the oscars and do a live thing and she was serious and it's like he's fighting a war like these people are so out of touch it's fucking crazy she's busy apologizing about kirsten dunn's yeah it's embarrassing. And why you're you're why you apolog you're doing a now an apology tour about your fucking jokes at the Oscars. You'll pay to get up there and rip on people. That's why I'm like, why who would take this who is taking this job? Because I don't know if maybe it's it's something that inside the industry, if you host the Oscars, it can lead to like some really good opportunities, maybe. But I mean, look at what it did for Anne Hathaway's career. <laughs> you you just like you get all this backlash you're not allowed to make any like you've got to walk such a fine line because you can't offend people but then if it's too boring you'll get in trouble for having a for doing a boring bit and i just don't think there's anything really to gain from i mean did you follow the did you follow what happened with rebel wilson at hosting the baftas no what happened? so in the uk she's moved to london now rebel wilson because oh. i think the work dried up in hollywood and she hosted the baftas well, yeah, and she was... lost weight and people are like we don't like you anymore yeah and it, then there's a whole thing about that but she like I jonah like hill right yeah jonah hill too when he lost weight people didn't like him anymore yeah well he went to become a more he now he does like serious films which i don't watch um and yeah she was hosting the baftas and it was it's done damage to her career because people have said it was the worst hosting gig ever. I saw some of the jokes and I kind of thought it was funny. She had a JK Rowling joke, but that was too edgy for people because the whole audience groaned. And um, what did she say about JK Rowling? I can't remember the joke specifically because JK Rowling is people call her, people call JK Rowling a trans. I don't think she is, but I mean, whatever it's people's different opinions, but she made a joke about it and people didn't like it and and some other stuff. I thought she seemed okay. What I'm saying is I don't think you can really, there's not that much to gain from hosting these shows. And I probably, if I was a celebrity and didn't need the work, I would not do it. No, at this point, like there's nothing to gain from it, like except the risk of getting canceled. Like yeah, unless think- you're Ricky Gervais and you're allowed to go in there and you can do your thing or you're like Dave Chappelle and you can just do your style of comedy and go hard, then you can get away with it. But if you're like a normal quote unquote, like, celebrity i wouldn't do it i don't think ricky gervais can even do it anymore like you i I was watching his recent i think it was 2019 maybe 2018 the recent one that he did um and it was like it was funny and he was himself but the reaction of stars in the audience was just like they were disgusted with him they were like not like visibly not laughing like lauren graham is just kind of sitting there like with a pout face and tom hanks is like wow we're really here right now like it was just like i don't think we can ever like i think it's just like joan rivers died at the best time because she could have never lived today yeah well i mean he hit him where it hurt ricky gervais that's why they didn't like it you know, because he really got to kind of what these people Yeah, are. he like and, talked about, you know, their friend Harvey Weinstein and he talked about <laughs> Jeff Epstein not killing himself. You know, like he he really leaned I mean, into it. 
we all know they're a bunch of fucking pedophiles and freaks with huge egos yes. that don't like, you know, with the fucking talent and they've all been on the casting couch to get where they are. Most of them, like they're terrible people. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't, that's why I'm like, I don't feel bad for them. And it's not just because they're like rich or sad or whatever, but it's just like, I just, I don't feel bad for them. I just, I don't know, especially after seeing the way they all paraded behind Will Smith. I was like, I just, you guys have lost touch with reality. But you know what as well is that they're all such fucking sheep that now that the mainstream narrative is sort of turning against Will, then they'll be the first to throw Will under the bus. Mm -hmm. It'll just be whatever is like, wait, what is my PR brain? What am I supposed to do for my image? If we're against Will Smith, I'll go against him. I want to see what Andrew Graham is doing today. It's, I want to see where if he's still standing behind and checking on Will Smith. We'll see. And I think Judd Apatow is probably wishing that he hadn't deleted his tweet because I think that most people would actually agree with that now. Do you wait? Do you think a last thing? Do you think that they're going to strip Will of his Oscar because people are talking no. about that? I don't think so at all. I don't think that was ever a possibility. I think that was all speculation. And then once Will's yeah. team caught wind of that being a possibility, because then people started to release the code of conduct according to the Oscars or according to the Academy, then that's when they're like, okay, we need to do some damage control. But it's like, no, I even saw like. First of all, they need to be infl- enforcing this code of conduct a lot more often. But I saw like one girl on Twitter and she's just like, how come there was no outrage for Ar- Harvey Weinstein to get his Oscar removed when he was accused of what I'm like, he's in fucking prison. Like the the priority was on the trial. It wasn't on his fucking <laughs> Oscar. Like what? Are th- like these people are so delusional. I'm like, you can't even compare the two. Like, yes, he probably should. He not even probably he should have his awards revoked. Yes, absolutely. But at the same time, like. The priority was not like, let's slap him on the wrist by taking away Harvey Weinstein's Oscar. It's like, let's lock him up. Um, Yeah, like, let's put him in prison. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also feel like if, well, you know, I haven't seen any of the the Oscar movies. I do want to watch Licorice Pizza. I saw that was nominated. I'm like, oh, uh, I've been meaning to watch that. Nothing else on there interests me. But, you know, According to the Academy, Will Smith was the best actor and deserved that award. So, like, good for him. You know, I just him hitting someone changed that he's a good actor and that he deserved the award. Not really. You know, the Academy had their time to act. The time to act was when he got up there and hit someone and you remove him from the premises. Okay. Yeah. Um, and maybe then you want to change the award thing. You've given him the award now. Fucking let him keep it. But he should he shouldn't be allowed back at the Oscars. That should no. be the punishment. Keep your Oscar, but bitch, you're not allowed back at the Oscars after yeah. this. Like you're banned. It's okay. Jada will boycott it again. Yeah. <laughs> so Kim Kardashian's come out and she's clarified that her get your fucking ass up and work comment was taken out of context. She said that it was after she was being asked about being famous for being famous. And she says that, you know, it was not a blanket statement. She was asked about what her advice was to women in business. And she said that her advice was her, she has the best advice to people in business. And that's to get your fucking ass up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. And Courtney was like, that's so true uh well you and i i think when you're on my show we interpreted it like that we were like she's not talking about you know the minimum wage worker she's talking about people in entertainment in her space that are in like reality tv and about you know and she has worked to get where she is compared to people in her scene so it was just you know i get that that comment 
can triggering. be offensive to yeah. people if they're like, oh my God, I'm working like two jobs and I can't even afford health insurance. I get that. But like, she wasn't talking about you, love. Like she's <laughs> talking about people in no. fucking entertainment and reality yeah. and modeling and stuff. I was like, the people bitching about this are on Twitter or the people that have time to bitch about this on Twitter. <laughs> and maybe they should get their fucking ass up and work. Um, JK, JK, don't, don't drag me. Um, you <laughs> dragged me on Twitter already. Uh, <laughs> but what, <laughs> what I was, what I wanted to say is this is another example of people making up the narrative, you know, and saying that, you know, Kim Kardashian comes from privilege, which yes, yes, she does come from privilege. And yes, she did come from opportunity. But she's never denied that. That's, again, people adding their own spin on things without the actual context and being like, you know, well, she's privileged and who's she to tell anybody to work? What's well, like she did work. And in Kim Kardashian's world, maybe it's not a reality. Maybe it's not a, a world that the everyday average Joe can relate to, but it's still her world. And in her world, she believes she works really hard. And to be fair, she's stayed very relevant. So many we've seen so many reality stars come in and go where's Alexis Nyers now she's hosting a podcast about sobriety like you know she called Nancy Joe and it didn't the call was missed so I feel like at this point like I just I don't know I think people love to hate on the Kardashians for hating on the Kardashians um was it a little out of touch of a joke sure but it was within the realm of the context that people took it out of well, the Kardashians are always targets for like these sort of stupid outrage scandals. Like when they tried yeah. to cancel Kendall Jenner for doing like tequila and oh, they were like, you know, I can't remember what the scandal was there. She's wearing a sombrero, like something, something stupid. No, it was, that, like, she, it was that she started a tequila brand and she's not Mexican. <laughs> That's what it was. Um, God, what about Lisa Barlow? God, don't tell anyone about her. No. Um, or, yes, or Bethany. You know, they they love to 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 make these things up. It's like well, what yeah, you... it's also like Diddy's not Russian, but yeah, he has a I vodka. Um, like, what do you want, George? These, what do you want them to do? Do you want her to be dressed like an Amish person in like colonial time? Like what? Sorry, what's the end game? Like yeah. the answer to not get cancelled? <laughs> there isn't one. Um, <laughs> it just I feel like it's a lot. Um, so to wrap, I do want to talk about this Tamara Judge, Denise Richards, Brandy Glanville drama that will be unfolding on Ultimate Girls Trip Season 2 on Peacock. So now Tamara Judge has, has come out and sh- said that she's the real housewife of Orange County that Denise Richards tried to sleep with at BravoCon. Well, I think sources, I don't think she has come out and said that herself page six said it was sources and denise's campus denying it of course because they're such liars but if people caught this um in the diamonds and rosé book i think they they mentioned this but they didn't say who the housewife was so um you know tamra was at was at BravoCon, and uh, I think feel like there's been some like breadcrumbs around, and I feel like look, I don't have any insider knowledge, but I feel like personally that page six article is probably completely accurate, and I have a feeling more will come out. <laughs> well, I think the page six, wink, wink. page six cites that it was something that was talked about on Ultimate Girls Trip, and that that's how Brandy and Tamara ended up bonding was because they talked about it, and I guess this is where Tamara 
opens up and is like, yeah, it was me. I initially thought it was Bronwyn because a few prior to, I think, the Diamonds and Rosé book, Brandy said that they're like, she's like, there's an, another house or no, maybe it wasn't Brandy. I think it was the women on Beverly Hills. Somebody said it that season that Denise tried to hook up or bragged about trying to hook up with one of the OC housewives. Um. Yeah, I... Uh... Look, I don't know. I I think that I feel like the page six report is accurate. And I feel like there's going to be a lot on the ultimate girls trip. And I feel like the fucking Denise stands are going to get another serving of humble pie. And we're going to see that no, like everything saying, Lisa- lies, lies, lies. I posted <gasps> on my story and they're like, lies, lies, lies. Yeah. Oh, Tamara just wants to be relevant. Brandy wants to be relevant. Yeah. It's like how much evidence do you, I mean, it's the same with Lisa Vanderpump. Like no matter how many receipts come out, they're just, they're just jealous. It's like, guys, it is what it is. Like we we're, know this fucking happened. Okay. The one that came up my podcast and said, it's why, I, or maybe it was Jess from hot takes and deep dives where she was like, that's why all of Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants conveniently burned down. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. I'm very excited for girls trip. And, you know, I feel like it's probably the page six report is probably true according to all the little bits and pieces we've seen over there and i feel like a lot of people have been hinting i think brandy's hinted on her podcast about it and uh you know i I can't believe there are still people that think that brandy made that up about denise it's like clearly that happened i mean you really believe denise I mean, even to, to this day, though, she was on Jeff Lewis Live being like, that's not true. And then Jeff would be like, well, I know the real story. Tell us the real story. And she'd be like, I don't want to talk about it, Jeff. And he's like, but give us your truth. Now's your chance. I don't want to talk about it. I just don't want to give it light, Jeff. I'm like, well, Jeff was, let's be clear, Jeff doesn't like Brandy Glanville because they had their weird thing on Watch What Happens Live right. years ago where she threw wine at him, which was insane. It was a bit of a Will Smith moment from Brandy. And he doesn't like her and he's obviously friends with Denise. So he was on there trying to do some damage control, but anyone with half a fucking brain knows that that went down. And we know that look, Brandy and Lisa Rinna, they do tell the truth. They exaggerate things sometimes and embellish things, but there's always some truth to what they're saying. And she if you don't- is near death. <laughs> you know what? I think she was near death. Look at her. Like we've, I think, I think we've, you and I have talked about this before. I mean, if you're a raging drug addict and you're like completely incoherent half the time, and we've seen we've seen Kim on these cameos, she's oh, the close cameos to death. are so bad. The she's, cameos you know, are so bad, and the, she'll do like eleven minute long cameos. Like I'm like. What is going like you do? I'm on cameo and you do like a minute, maybe two minutes if you want to get cute with it. She does like nine minute videos where she like is ranting and talking to the birds. And like, I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? And you know, she doesn't talk to Brandy anymore. So I don't even know who her friends are. It's the birds. Yeah, the birds. It's it's sad. And people think that Kim will be back on Beverly Hills. I don't think she's not fit to film. Like she can't film and i really think that um as messy as she was on the housewives of beverly hills and look we remember her ransacking target and all of the things <laughs> the shenanigans she got into i think there let's was an talk element about your arrest yeah let's talk, that was one of my favorite lines ever uh i think there was an element of that show that kind of kept her accountable yeah. like on track to some level and i think now that she doesn't have the spotlight on her and the the show i think she's just 
full grey gardens in her home. And the last time we saw paparazzi pictures of her, I believe, was when it was her, Kathy, and Kyle out at some dinner together. And Kim looked like an escaped mental patient. She did look really bad. Well, that was the first time she had left her home since COVID. Oh, Um, okay. She'd been, she's come out a couple of times since then. um, And just still doesn't look well. But I love that Kathy Hilton's like, oh, I think Kim should definitely come back. Like, yeah, because you want to embarrass her. (laughs) Yeah, you know it'll be good for TV. Uh, Yeah. And, you know, I just had Heidi Montag on my podcast and I asked her about some of the... I asked her about some of the shows that she's filmed and and she did a show called The Mother-Daughter Experiment and she said that Kim Richards was the worst celebrity she's ever filmed with and that Kim wouldn't come out of her room and was, like, really difficult. She said that Kim Richards was worse to film with than Danielle Staub. So, you know, think about that. I mean, yeah, I listened to that interview. It's a great interview on the Unpopular Podcast if you want to go and check that out. I love Heidi Montag. I love Spencer. You've had Spencer on your podcast too, right? Yeah, a couple times. Love Spencer. They're great. Love Heidi. They're amazing. They were done wrong by the Hills reboot season two. I know. And we all know it. And it's funny to me that when I see comments on social media still hating on on Spidey. And I'm like, you know, the Hills was fake. Like, we all know the Hills was fake, but you still hate them based off that fake image. And I'm like, also, like, wait, why do you even hate them? Like, they're a nice couple. They have a, they have a marriage that's lasted God knows how long, the longest in Hollywood. They have a son. Like, they're really nice. I don't know why people still hate them, like, based off a fake fucking TV show 20 years ago. Like, come on. Yeah, I love Spencer's uh, like little segments that he does on TikTok where he's like, where he breaks down reality TV and how he's like, okay, here's the scene. And I was never talking to Heidi on the phone or I was never talking to Lauren on the phone. I was talking to Heidi, but they made Audrina film these scenes to make it look like I was talking to Audrina. And it's crazy how fake it all was. And we all know that The Hills would not have lasted five or six seasons without Heidi and Spencer. Like... Oh, yeah. Heidi and Spencer kept because there was no other villain besides them. So they kept that show on the fucking air for that long. So people need to put some respect on their name because The Hills would have been cancelled without Spencer. And so The come Hills on. is iconic. It is. And it's iconic because of Spidey, honestly. Exactly. They're more iconic than Lauren, in my opinion. Oh, Lauren. What is she doing? <laughs> she's still knitting things in her house. Yeah, she's still just posting pastels on Instagram. Pastels are like from 2014. Like she needs a new job. Get your fucking ass up and work. It seems like nobody you know wants what? to work these days. Isn't she though? She's kind of like, she's kind of the OG pioneer of that like yeah. millennial pastel Instagram aesthetic. Like I kind of feel like, I mean, I'm not saying she invented it, but I feel like she kind of made that vibe and she, she was did. sort of the first one. She did. And now she needs to get with the times. Yeah. <laughs> Get something new happening. I love it. Jacques, where can people follow you and check out your podcast? Uh, check me out on social media at UnpopularJP on Twitter and Instagram. And the link to my podcast, Unpopular with Jacques Peterson, is there. I do a lot of like reality TV, Bravo, a lot of contrarian takes on things. Uh, my latest episode, if you guys are a fan of Below Deck, okay, I love Below Deck. Uh, Sailing Yacht is definitely the best Below Deck show. And I had Erica and chuck on the pod it was erica rose's second time on the show now 
just so you guys know, if you don't watch Below Deck, they're kind of known as like the worst Below Deck guests ever. So I had Erica on my pod and then I'm talking to her, Erica Rose, and then Chuck came in halfway through the interview and they start fighting. Like they're a married couple. They start having a full-on fight on my podcast, live on air. I end up mediating it like a couple's therapist. He's like, you're too obsessed with your Instagram. And then she's like, you always talk over me. Like they had they had a marriage issues and then I mediated it live on the podcast. It was not staged. I thought I was just going to be talking to Erica Rose. So that is a trip. I highly recommend you check that out, especially if you're a below deck fan and yeah, find me at unpopular JP on social media. Unpopular with Jacques Peterson is the podcast. Zach has been on many times. He will be on many times in the future and it's a vibe. So get into it. Definitely go and check it out. We do lots of deep dives together. We we mentioned it all. Our last episode was like a full deep dive into Jen Shah, right? Oh my god, yeah, we did Jen Shah. We were the we were the first ones that talked about uh, Julia from Miami with her past and the whole gimp thing, um, the, and the murder and that. Like, we were the first people to talk about that when you came on my show, and I told you that whole before story it even aired then, on Miami. Yeah, and how many months later was it? Was like three months later. Then people were talking about it, and people were like, I just heard about this for the first time, and I'm like, well, you should have been listening to Unpopular because you would have known all the tea on the Miami murder mystery if you were listening to me. So get into it. That's right. (laughs) Guys, please go and support Jacques. Listen to his podcast. Subscribe to his Patreon because he gives lots of extra exclusive tea on his Patreon that you're not going to want to miss. So go and check out Unpopular because when Unpopular and Unfiltered and No Filter get together, it's just an unfiltered hot mess express. And I love it. We're going to get canceled together one day, Jacques. I know. Well, it's okay. You can come and join me on Cancel Island. Oh, can I come to Australia? Things look great over there right now. Yeah. <laughs> Things have improved, I will say. It was a rough it was a rough go for the last two years, but we're the light at the end of the tunnel now. Love it. Thank you guys for listening to hashtag no fits with Zach Peter. That's me. You can give me a follow at just plain Zach or follow the show at no filter with Zach. Be sure to follow Jacques at unpopular JP, right? Right? That's your Yep, on Twitter and Instagram. There you go, unpopular JP. Yeah, unpopular JP. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. Love you, appreciate you. Be sure to get your wine at nofilterwine.com. Like I said, orders start shipping today, so your wine will be there by this weekend if you order it on time. And um, Adam Newell and I will be taking the stage April 7th next week. If you haven't done so yet, get your tickets to Nashville and New York at spillingteelive.com or get your live stream tickets at spillingteelive.com right now. All right, guys, I gots to go because Jacques and I have a lot more shit to talk off air. Okay, love you, mean it, bye.